0: Hello, and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 150, 50, 50,
1: 50.
0: And it is Wednesday, January 23rd, 2019. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, everybody? And if you're wondering why the picture quality is actually better this time around, well, it's because we are on a whole new platform. We are live on YouTube.
1: Stop eating. I mean, we had so <laughs> much. We got a lot of. We had like so much fun on um, Facebook. On Facebook.
0: Yeah, we did. You no, know, there were, we had plenty of uh, live content on Facebook Live. Um, but I know that. I know that you brought this up in the past that you know we've always that that we it seems like we're producing content for Facebook, even though it's our content. I know you said something something along those lines like like way back, and you had a point there it's like okay well we do we do need to produce more uh content for our YouTube channel rather than just upload the episodes from Facebook live so this is the best way to do it. You kill two birds with one stone by doing all of our episodes henceforth on youtube live we still got the audio versions available on soundcloud as well we got the chat that's ready and primed ready willing and able uh to uh field any and all viewers and i see i see you sharing the uh, link as yep. well
1: yeah we got we we still got to keep the facebook viewers happy
0: oh yeah absolutely you know migrate the facebook users over onto the youtube channel
1: yep so that's the sound we make i turn my phone volume down i don't know why it's still making that but it's not gonna be long.
0: all right it's all right it's all right so yeah if you're so yeah for all those who are uh who are just joining us on episode 150 on the youtube channel we are a a nerd podcast nerd culture everything wrestling movies mocking the cowboys you name it we're all about that life.
1: You're about that, life. <laughs> <laughs> that life. It's still Cowboys Nation.
0: Yeah, on on this side, you
1: know, on on
0: your side where you're sitting,
1: you you know, there was an interesting tweet the other day, a little Twitter exchange from a uh, friend, from uh supporter of the show, Pete. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, since Victor is does want those logins,
0: oh, the HBO logins, yeah.
1: Like how bad does he want him? Ah, uh, yeah. Have him wear have him sing "Friends" by Houdini mm-hmm. while wearing a Patriots hat and a Cowboys jersey.
0: No, I will not debase myself. I I will not step and fetch it on you,
1: sir. Will be absolutely fine.
0: No, I will not step and fetch it on our show for some HBO logins. I am a man of distinction. I do not. Reduce myself to, to 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 clownery just for some HBO logins? No,
1: sir. Let let's see. Let's see if you keep that same energy at April Fourteenth when you're like, Carl, what's up with those logins, man, bruh, bruh? What's up with those logins?
0: No, nah, you man, you <laughs> trying to make me sound like that dude from Don't Be a Menace with the bag of cheeseburgers? I got these cheeseburgers. <laughs> nah, nah,
1: a- ain't happening. Ain't happening. Sure. Damn sure I ain't because I am not inviting you there.
0: <laughs> no sir. Mm-mm. Uh, but yeah, man. But yeah, man. We got we got some things to get into. Uh, this uh this episode, I'll be talking about the Oscar nominations for the ninety first Academy Awards, which were announced yesterday. I'll be talking about Aquaman, which I actually got to watch this weekend. Um. I know you got some other stuff on your end
1: too. A couple of things is I've been kind of out and about, which. Yeah. This weekend. Got an Apple Watch. Ding. (laughs) Nice. Nice.
0: Apple Watches are always cool.
1: Yeah, they are. It's actually kind of like fun. They're actually kind of fun. I'm still working on it. Still like playing with it, messing with it, Mm. getting to learn it. Nice. Nice.
0: And it's compatible with your uh, iPhone? Yeah. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. Like, I can. I mean, Iris demonstrated, when the first, when the um, iPhone first came out, like he just took a picture, like from his phone. Well, he set the phone up
0: mm-hmm. to
1: take a picture from it. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Word, word. So yeah, man. Uh, well, as you're sharing the episode, I'll get into uh, what I've been what I've been up to. Like I said, I finally had a chance to watch Aquaman this weekend the uh, DCEU's latest uh, film directed by James Wan starring Jason Momoa aka not Roman Reigns <laughs> as Arthur you started <laughs> yep as Arthur Curry/Aquaman uh, Amber Heard as Mera Patrick Wilson as Orm Marius aka the Ocean Master Willem Dafoe Dolph Lundgren yeah, Dolph people-
1: Lundgren is really in it
0: yeah, he plays uh uh <laughs> Mera's Ma- mother.
1: <laughs> Wait, he plays whose mother?
0: Uh, Mera's father, I should say. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he plays Mera's father. He's in it. Like, I was to say, I'm
1: like, it's ma'am. I'm like, nah, yeah. let me stop. Because
0: <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm looking at him like, he looks so familiar. And then I saw the credits. Dolph Lundgren. I'm like, oh
1: shit, that was him. That's, you know what? That was cool. The Dude's a scientist.
0: Hey, you know what? He's a scientist. And you know what? You know what? Dolph Lundgren's cool. You know, from Ivan Drago to uh, Aquaman. that That's what's up.
1: Oscar winning performance?
0: No. No it uh,
1: Let's not go that far. No.
0: But he was very good. Um, the film also stars uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II as Black Manta. And Nicole Kidman as Atlanta, the mother of Aquaman. And Tamora Morrison as Thomas Curry, the father of Aquaman. Nicole and-
1: Kidman. Dr. Chase Meridian. Yep,
0: Batman Forever. (laughs) But uh, but yes, Aquaman. It's a film that has a lot of moving parts in its storyline. So the film stars uh, uh, features Arthur Curry, who's the heir to the underwater kingdom of Atlantis, and he must uh, step forward to to defeat well to challenge and try to defeat his half brother uh, uh, Orm from waging war against the surface world. And uh, Orm has his reasons for waging war against us, uh, surface-dwelling mammals. You know us, you know polluting the the oceans, and you know you know causing havoc on Earth, among other things. Um, also, with that, Aquaman has to deal with uh, Black Manta, who has personal reasons for wanting to kill Aquaman. And Arthur Curry also faces questions concerning the true fate of his mother, Atlanta, who we see in the beginning of the film.
1: So. He just has an evil Captain Planet complex?
0: Um, I wouldn't go that far. There's a bit of that. um, Patrick Wilson's character. I mean,
1: John Cheadle, Captain Planet complex. (laughs) (laughs) There's a a little bit of that.
0: (laughs) But, um, like, I won't won't get too deep into his motivations. But, um, like, when you, he's like, he's sort of like Killmonger in that he has a point, he has a reason for wanting to wage war. And you understand his reasons, although you don't agree with his methods or, you know, his intent to kill everybody. But, um, but you understand where he's coming from. And it's like, well, you know, he's not entirely wrong, but Patrick Wilson was really, was very, quite good in this. And, um, and, and as well as Jason Momoa, who's, a uh, you know, has this, uh, cool, you know, sort of laid back charisma to the, to the role. Like I, th- I thought that it was interesting that, uh, I think his, his character, uh, uh Aquaman, Arthur Curry comes off as like, you know, the like the hand, the handsome dude, handsome, swole dude, who's not actually not that funny, not that charming. But you know what? Still oddly likable. He still gets by. And I think I think Jason Momoa kind of played the character in on, on that note. So it's kind of like, yeah, he's kind of a bro. Yeah. And, you know, maybe he's not maybe he he's uh he gives himself more credit than he than he has but you know what i dig him you know i can get behind him and and, and you know what i, I will say that I, I will say that uh the the movie is definitely DCEU's second best and and the second film in their catalog which is actually good i mean it's not terrible it's unlike the other DCEU films with the exception of Wonder Woman in which in which it's not miserable, it's not dour. There's bright, saturated colors. The light is t- lighting kits are actually used in the film, um, and I and I really liked all of the the choices that they made in like the design of the of the of like the creatures and the settings. Uh, I don't think there's any other comic book film that you'll see in which you'll see a uh, octopus playing the drums before a before a uh, arena battle between Aquaman and wait, his brother.
1: Wait, 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 wait. A what?
0: An octopus.
1: An octopus playing the drums.
0: Yes. Right right before right before, you know, they, they battle in the arena. You know, you you hear like this 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 like triumphant like drum be like like, like the drum roll is like, oh man, these two are about to like go one on one for the first time ever. And then it cuts to like, oh, oh it's an octopus playing the drums. That's where the music was coming from. Okay, that's cool. You know what? I dig this. And you know and you know what's cool? It's like the the movie Aquaman, it's it 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 leans into it leans into the the cornier aspects of its mythology. It's like, yeah yeah, we got seahorses, but you know what? They're badass seahorses, and they're huge, and they're armored, and they'll fucking rip your face off if you look at them wrong. Yeah, Aquaman talks to fish, but you know what? He also talks to sharks, and sharks understand him. And if you look at Aquaman wrong, he'll he'll send a shark in at your head, and he'll bite your face. You know, it, it kind of leans into it, it kind of leans into all the corny aspects, but it but it doesn't. It's not like Thor Ragnarok where it's like winking and nudging at the audience like yeah this is all corny but you're just you're just laughing along right like this is just a comedy you don't take this seriously like Aquaman takes itself seriously but it's such a good time it, it reminds me of like a like an 80s fantasy movie with a modern day budget and modern day effects and like like I I I was with it I was with it throughout and 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 the film actually treats its characters with respect and even in the beginning of the film, with uh, when you see, you know Nicole Kidman's character a- Atlanta, uh, you know, you know uh, having to leave her son behind, you know, with 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 her with, with his dad, I kind of got choked up a little, just God a damn little, it. I, because the way Nicole Nicole Kidman is such a great actress, the way she sells it, the way she sells having to leave her family behind to go back to Atl- Atlantis, I was like. I was like, man, okay. Someone's cutting some onions up in up in this theater, but okay, I, I'm I'm feeling this
1: cutting onions. Yeah,
0: like just the <laughs> Hey, man, it's a, it's a testament to how seriously and respectful they take this material, and the di- James Wan's direction, and Nicole Kidman's performance. Also, the action sequences are are fantastic to watch. They were such a treat. Like, I like how like James Wan he just lets the camera just pan around without without with very little cuts here and there like there's a sequence in um in Italy in Sicily where they're they're out, they're on this coastal Italian town and uh Black Manta's uh giving chase to Aquaman and Mera with some of the uh Atlantean forces behind him and like the camera's just panning through like uh, through the apartments in Sicily and like the rooftops and then it's like and the camera's just like sweeping around with no cuts and I was like man this this is pretty damn cool like like I, I like I like some of the inventive uh directions that they took with the action sequences and 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 also also uh willem dafoe i like this character uh volko he's like he's like a mentor to aquaman he actually trained him trained him in in, in the ways of fighting and combat and uh I, I liked i liked his character too and uh also Tamara Mar- morrison who plays uh thomas curry arthur curry's dad you know he's 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 not in it a whole lot but but uh, but you know he's kind of a, he's definitely an underrated actor he's best known for playing Django fett in uh episode 2 uh, and episode 3 of the S- Star Wars prequel trilogy. Uh I like I liked him in this. But but yeah, man, Aquaman, it's it, I could definitely see why it made a billion dollars and it's DC and the DCEU's biggest success since The Dark Knight uh rises. Um Did it's it's Wonder it's, Woman make a billion? You know it didn't. I was surprised it didn't make a billion worldwide.
1: Would you say Wonder Woman was the better movie?
0: I'd say so. Like I think Wonder Woman was the better movie. But Aquaman is is definitely a a strong second, and because I cause I think what what holds Aquaman back from being the best one is that is that is a little too long, it's like two hours and twenty minutes. Didn't need to be that long. They could have trimmed a few scenes here and there. But like, I had a I had a really good time. Was it
1: Underwater Wakanda?
0: You know what? I think I think the trailers has made it Underwater Wakanda way more than it actually was. Like like Atlantis, it does have some elements here and there. Like especially like you know with like the you know the king like the king like trying to overthrow the crown and whatnot, and and I will say like like some of the creature and and costume designs were pretty were pretty dope. Like for example, Mera, she has this one costume where it's like this like ornate dress and these like plume this like plume of jellyfish like as part of her dress like bioluminescent, and then her then her actual uh, dress it kind of looks like a cross between like some multicolored. Uh, Multicolored seagrass and tentacles. It it kind of looks weird. It, it looks weird, but but dope. I was like, you know what? That, that's, that's, it's a it's a little details like that that kind of count. So, yeah, man, Aquaman, hell of a film. A fun time was was had by all when I saw it at, at Warwick Mall. There were a lot of parents with kids there, and they all had a blast.
1: Middle aged and- women who love Jason Momoa. I saw a couple there. I know that. Yeah, of of course. That's where the money came from. <laughs> but, shout outs to Kyle for saying <laughs> that in the chat. <laughs> but yeah,
0: man, like a billion dollars, and I think I think D, D, the Warner Brothers and DC they're actually going in a in a smarter direction where they're actually going to concentrate on standalone movies, which have a shared universe, but they're not going to like work towards like another Justice League. Like they're going to concentrate on like single stories that maybe that might reference like other characters in the DC universe, but they're gonna concentrate on their own thing. So I think that's the way to go. And Aquaman, I will definitely add it to my Steelbook collection when it comes out. It's it's a it's a whale of a time, no pun intended. And uh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the sequel. And I will say Jason Momoa looks absolutely awesome in the uh full Aquaman uh gold and green armor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah looks absolutely dope. I'm like Yep, that's the money shot right there. The what? I said, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's that's the money maker right there. The money making shot. Okay. You know, you know what I mean. Don't twist my words <laughs> around. You
1: said it, not me. I'm just like, wait, what'd you say?
0: <laughs> and um, let's see. Looking at some of the comments here, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Imani Penn says that she didn't like how they did Black Manta. I mean, I will say that. It could be argued that Black Manta didn't really need to be in the film because Orm had was was such a strong character and had, like, the strongest motivation. But I think Black Manta was there, like, in service of Aquaman's arc throughout the film. Like, you'll see why. And Black Manta, man, he looks so – I, I like the way he looked in the film. Like, it was, like, really cool. And, like, I, I want to see where they take that character if they decide to bring him back. So, Yeah. That's uh, that's
1: the thing. Now we forgot to do this in the beginning, but now that we are on YouTube, yes. Oh, yes. How we said how how? And you said that the visuals quality, the visual quality is superb. Yes. How about the sound quality?
0: Well, the sound quality will be superb if you buy Aquaman on Blu-ray if you listen to it through studio headphones. Uh, yes, yeah, Studio Regent Headphones, our sponsor of the podcast, 24-Hour Battery Life, Bluetooth-capable, studio-quality sound. Um, if you're in a mood for some fashionable headphones and some, like I said, studio-quality sound, get, get some bang for your buck, go on go on to a Studio's website, enter Codex Podcast to get 15% off your order, and as always, free shipping in the USA. That's right. Two
1: weeks in a row.
0: That's right. Yes, I. That's right. How much is shipping? Free.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think he probably tried to catch it before he said it, but yeah, we'll give we'll give them a chance to say it next say it next week. As I know, it's a little early advertising, but Mm -hmm. UWO is coming back.
0: Yes, they're coming back next week. Uh, It's going to be wrestle talk for next week's episode, talking about NXT Takeover Philly Phoenix. 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 Yep. And uh the Royal Rumble. It's
1: gonna be good. Oh yes. Oh, it's gonna be fun. You yeah. got your shovel ready?
0: Oh, I got the shovels ready. I got the shovels ready.
1: All right. Yep. Alright. So what else you been up to?
0: Uh what else? Well, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter World. Um I've gotten gotten uh well not, not far, but I've unlocked uh uh two more two more parts of the uh of the new world I'm right now I'm just collecting resources. I'm just like slaying smaller monsters here and there to collect some uh pieces for my armor, I'm trying to upgrade my uh light bow, which I which is my weapon of choice. Um I just slayed uh the Angenath, which is the toughest monster so far in the uh, in the uh, jungle uh portion, which is the first major area of the game. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm still having a, having a blast with it. I'm going to try out some of the other weapons just to see how they feel. And, uh, what I like about it, like I said, every weapon has its use. We uses depending on what yeah. monsters you, you, you fight. And yeah, man, it's, it's a hell of a game.
1: Yeah. You should stream it. Yeah. It's friend of the show. Yeah. A good friend of mine, Aaron, who's a huge, uh, she enjoys, she actually enjoys our Twitch stream. So nice. You know what I mean? Give us, give the people what they want. <laughs> Content. Indeed, indeed. Don't gotta be long stream. Just kinda just play as you go along. See your little hit bits here, tidbits here or there.
0: hmm Yeah, I could do that. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see. Uh some other games. Uh I've been posting uh Fire Pro Wrestling World uh videos. Uh, like I mentioned last week. I'll, I'll have some more posted this weekend. Uh, maybe maybe a couple couple matches simulating a couple matches from um, Fire Pro for Fire Pro Wrestling World.
1: Kind of nailed some of mine already, so damn I gotta think of some.
0: Yeah, I might do I might do Undertaker Sting again. Maybe maybe I'll up I'll increase the CPU logic. Maybe see how different the match will go if there's a different outcome.
1: Sure, why not?
0: Yeah, but I've I've actually simulated Undertaker versus Sting and Shaw Michaels, and Undertaker's beaten them both.
1: I mean see what you want. That's my guy. And shout outs to Imani Penn who got me this cool ass all in shirt. Nice. Yeah. And um, wait, you got more?
0: What you got to uh, get into? Well, I got the Oscar nominations, which I'll get into later uh, Yeah, we can uh, get into on. that later on. Yeah.
1: And also, she actually had, I couldn't find this anywhere. So she got me the PWI 500 for this past year. Bang. Yes. Kenny number one, AJ number two. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But there are some, there is a lot that I disagree with.
0: Yeah. I know we uh we,
1: right, we ran through some, we ran through some, but you know what? I'm gonna save that for the UWO boys next week, next week. Mm-hmm. Cause there's some disrespect in here, some that deserve rightfully so where they're at. But mm-hmm. yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to get that. <laughs> yeah, we can kind of burn that book. No, because I want to hear some <laughs> thoughts. And as wrestling fans, sorry Brian, <laughs> we shall discuss that. But shout out to Imani for you know pick, picking me up this shirt and another one that I put. I'm so amped to wear next week. Okay, that's all I'm saying.
0: Now, now, question: um, Are there uh, uh, women's wrestlers on this list? No,
1: no, oh. they actually had their their own magazine.
0: Oh, okay, so it was Nia Jax number five hundred on that one?
1: I highly doubt it, but I can. But I know Rousey's on the cover. Uh. But I think they probably just used her just to, hey, we got Rousey on the cover. Buy our magazine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, I, I've, got, I've got a shovel ready for Nia Jax, you know, at Jeez. the, I mean, yeah. Damn, don't give away your burial. No, you. no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, bec- I mean, let's face it. I mean, Nia Jax is like the... Uh, I want to say she's like the the not the Cowboys, but like the maybe like the Carolina Panthers of the uh, women's okay, division. Okay, now you're just trolling. You know, like you're like, trolling. I mean, like, sure, she's made it to to uh, unlike the Panthers, she actually won a championship. But she's just bad at her job. You know, just really bad at her job. But she, for some reason, she, she still has thirsty fans out there. Who knows why? But but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna save more of that heat and more for the uh, wrestling episode next week.
1: Right, you asshole. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of speaking of wrestling, I'm gonna run down what I've been up to real quick because I know we got a lot of shit talking when it comes to the Oscar talk. Yes, Oscar nods. So I checked out the um, chasing the magic Nigel McGuinness story documentary that they did on him. I wanted to see that. Uh, It's actually really good. Mm. It is really good, and you actually like still you still kind of feel for him because he really wants to wrestle. Yeah, but you know certain injuries and stuff Preventing him from doing so. But I mean, he seems like he's at a place of peace, mm-hmm. and he's really coming along, uh, coming along very well as a commentator. Like he really knows his shit.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Like when he, I think, I think his first gig was the uh, UK tournament, 2015. yeah, yeah. Like he was really good in that with Michael Cole.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, then him with Mau- Mauro Maro Ronaldo, yeah. he's coming along great as a lead commentator in two oh five live. Mm-hmm. Um Aiden English is now doing commentary on two oh five live. Really? Yeah. Hmm. He was okay. Okay. He he was okay. Like he he was already good on the mic, so you know, give him a little more time to grow. Oh yeah but I think he can do it. Nice. I'm, Kyle said next week he's bringing the Universal Championship, something Raw doesn't do. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't bad. And also on the comic book tip, I kind of I got a lot to catch up on. I damn it! Uh, here you go. So I started number uh, number. Num, I'm over here knocking shit over. What the hell's wrong <laughs> with me? No, here's uh, Daredevil's Man Without Fear number two. Okay, yeah, this is number two. I just finished this one today. Oh wow. So I got a whole shit ton to catch up on. But, um, yeah, it's actually, where it picks up is that Matt Murdock's still in the hospital. I think he was hit by a truck or something. I'm not entirely sure. They didn't really, they didn't really give too much of a backstory. Yeah. But he's, like, done being Daredevil. Like, he's quitting. Daredevil is dead. Okay. But now he's trying to battle those demons that he still carried. Okay. While being daredevils, so like he's he's straight up being haunted. Mm. So it's a real dark. This shit is right up your dark ass alley. Okay, I like
0: the sound of that. (laughs) Of course
1: you do. Sick. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I just picked up number three. Also, number four just came out today. Okay. Already in my box, so I'm looking forward to reading those as well. And then, of course. Dr. Doom's back. Okay. In the new Fantastic Four, Ben Grimm just finally got married to Alicia Masters. All right. So that's Do I got. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Doom said Doom tried to interfere and then um Mr. Fa- and um Reed actually just made this device where he actually was able to freeze time mm-hmm. just so they can at least get through the ceremony. Oh wow. <laughs> Then yeah, you actually gotta catch up on that too because they had a bachelor party which was very hot okay Can I borrow it? um see what now I don't know <laughs> I don't know and also I'm looking for I'm very much looking forward to the Stranger things series oh uh published by Dark Horse and this is like one one series of like many covers.
0: Okay. Nice. Let me take a look at that. Yeah,
1: so I grabbed the actual cinematic ones, but there's actually some great artwork for the um, other variant covers that's going to be used hmm. that they have. So I don't know if I like these enough. I may just end up like collecting all the covers because I'm a collector, not a hoarder, a collector. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Huge difference. Yes. But that's neither here nor there. And, of course, so, you know my other reads, so I – I'm going to be real busy. We're going to, can wait for season, strange, Stranger Things Season 3? Yep. Fourth of July. Yep. So, uh, Stranger Things. I finished, I actually finished um, Onimusha. Okay. Okay, like I said, it's the same exact game, but it was still fun. Oh, yeah. I, I still found it fun. and I was like, I wish I can kind of play like the other two now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, hopefully they'll be uh, remastered as well.
1: It wasn't even remastered. It was just, oh. okay, let's just port it to yeah, it was PlayStation like, 4.
0: <laughs> yeah, a port with smoother graphics and widescreen support.
1: It's the same damn game. Wide screen support. Yeah. But it's the same game, the
0: same graphics. Well, the graphics do look like smoother at least,
1: right? It's the same <laughs> game with the same graphics. Oh man. So I mean, I gotten better at it, Kyle. So like, so I wasn't dying as much. Like, if you watch the trips, the Twitch stream, I was just dying over and over and over again. So, yeah. But I mean, once I got once I got the hang out hang of it, I was able to breeze through it pretty faster. Pro- yeah, it was like a total of like 4 4 hours, which oh, yeah. is like really short. That is. In today's standards cuz like I said, you both, you did Red Dead Redemption 2 in 2 weeks. Yep. I'd be Spider-Man in a week. Yeah. A week and 3 days if you want to count the DLCs. Mhm. Um I'm still working on like the Arkham trilogy. I just put it down. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's the same game. So, I'm like, I would love to. But, I mean, I would like to. I really would like to see play, like, the rest of the other two. Yeah. And all that. And, um, oh, my God. The gameplay. They had the Mortal Kombat 11 gameplay review. I watched it while I was at work. Of course. Like, during, during the day. It's midnight shift. You know, my third shift. I can probably get away with. And I probably shouldn't be saying that right now. <laughs> yeah, don't jinx it. Well, no. The third shift, they kind of understand. You got to do whatever you got to do to stay up. Now, nah, I watched it during my day shift, though. Mm-hmm. And it was worth it. I'm sure. Like, oh, my God. Like, how much more blood? UWO versus Cortex and MK11. Is that a challenge? I mean, because we could make it happen. Are you actually going to play this time? Yeah. I'll play it. Are you sure? Yeah, why not? We'll talk next week when they get <laughs> on the show, because I'm like, you know that doesn't sound too convincing. <laughs> but oh my god, but this gameplay is so sadistically violent, bloody. Look at your grinning. look at you grinning. <laughs> like and Barack is back and they previewed his fatality where he rips off the epidermis of your face, then the dermis of your face, then your brain. Mm. And he eats the brain. Mm.
0: That's delicious.
1: Figures you crazy ass would <laughs> think so.
0: No, now, no. Uh, uh, is it true that Ronda Rousey voices Sonya Blade? She's
1: voicing Sonya Blade. Oh wow, okay. Which I would have thought she would have, because she's so young. But you know, so you know what it is. Sonya Blade is more. It was a much more iconic character than her daughter Cassie Cage. Mm-hmm. Which I would have thought she would have fit more, because Rhonda's still, you know, relatively young. Yeah, but. I, I think uh, this is this is gonna be dope. This is gonna be dope. Mm. This is gonna be a new character, new characters, some of the same old characters. You're fighting yeah a dark Raiden.
0: Mm, okay, that sounds intriguing. Like a
1: evil version of Raiden is like, I like. I can't wait to see that. Okay. And I'm actually gonna I'm gonna pre order the, the collector's edition. Damn. Which comes with a scorpion mask. Okay. Do I need the scorpion mask? Absolutely not. But it will cover the rest of the DLCs that are going to come out. All mm. right, let's see if I'm going to get get it for PS4 and I think Switch. I don't think it's going to be available for Switch. Ah, oh, maybe. I could be wrong, but...
0: Yeah, when's it supposed to come out? April
1: 14th? Okay. I ain't got some time. Oh, yeah, he says it is coming out for the Switch. Okay, no, there you go. But yeah, I'm definitely paying it for the PS4. I probably won't make it for a Freddy Cup, but yeah i mean i'm I'm ready,
0: yeah like like I
1: said I watched it I'm like, oh I got the notification at work, I'm like, hey, ain't nobody gonna bother me, and I'm sitting there filling out paperwork while watching it. that's what's up april twenty third you know? okay, trying to contend and because there were some moments where that they showed where I'm like yo, i want, I wanted to scream,
0: yeah, I mean and i in excitement, yeah, I know you're a huge m k fan
1: always been always yeah. been they fell off but i mean they did fall. oh okay yeah see aaron who i work with <laughs> mm-hmm. she understands <laughs> she understands but um i don't know, forgot where i was going with oh. that. I was
0: to say like, what would you say is the best mk game right now Ooh. or or rather what would you say is your top 3 mk games
1: my top 3 Two, okay. Trilogy, and ten. Okay. Nice. Two, simply because of my childhood.
0: Mm, nostalgic.
1: Yeah. Um, trilogy. Because one, you know, that was one I did own, and I like mastered inside and out, inside out. Mm-hmm. And I had like way too much fun with it. I remember like my little cousins when they were like younger. And they would like, yo, let's try. It. And I'm, like, let me see, Carl, you can't see, you can't see us in Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Beat them all and had to let them know, listen, I'm a veteran. Mm-hmm. I wasted quarters on Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm, like can't that. tell me nothing, little man. <laughs> Hey, let and know. Ten just had a great storyline. Like mm-hmm. in just the way that they introduced more, more characters. Mm-hmm. Like newer characters and stuff. Like I really enjoyed that storyline. And it was and it was it's a game that me and my boys still play to this day. Nice. And I hope Takita's still in the game. Like I love Takita's.
0: I bet. I don't know who that is. Takeda
1: is actually a um is Tenchi's son, but he was trained by Scorpion. Oh, okay. Hmm. Most interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I did start Punisher Season 2. Yeah, I, I got to start that myself. Shit, it's a bloody mess. I like that. You just love blood. <laughs> Cancer, blood, and what? Tears? Oh. That your top three?
0: Listen, man, I, I think that's your top three. I, I think you're severely reducing my taste in cinema. I mean, there are few movies that happen to have some somebody suffering a terminal disease in it. But so what? I mean, if it's if if it's if it's part of the drama, that's one thing. But if it's if the story is great, then I'm I'm all for it. So what if it features like some depressing themes? If the story is great, if it's engaging, if the acting is quality direction writing i'm there
1: i bet you you can name 10 movies right off the top of the dome that you absolutely love all involve cancer
0: uh let's see there's um cancer well i wouldn't say love but some that i liked um this is there's 50 50 nocturnal animals I um, that one. I remember. yeah uh, Michael Shannon's character. Um three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. You loved that one. That was really good. That was you really, loved that one. Yeah, that was really, really good acting. Um, what else man, a lot, a lot escapes me right now. Rock.
1: Um Creed. Oh
0: well, Creed. Yeah, hey man. And you cried. I cried in Creed. I still, man. <laughs>
1: I still can't understand how can you cry in Creed. Like, what was so tear tearjerker just, about just, it?
0: Just the the part where Sylvester Stallone he's he's have, he has that conversation with Adonis in in the locker room, and he's talking about all the people he's lost, and he's still here. The way Sylvester Stallone sells it, I'm like, God damn it, man! You crying in
1: Fisher? Nah, I didn't. Still standing, he's still strong.
0: <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> I love that movie. Actually, that was a good
1: movie. That was, a... yeah, De- Denzel's first. Yeah, yeah, he... he's his first director. That was his directorial debut. Debut. Yep. And Derek Luke's first movie. Yep. Which I haven't seen much of him at all. Really. Yeah, he kind disappeared since he smashed Cookie and Empire. Oh,
0: that's right. He wasn't the first season of <laughs> Empire. Damn. Yeah, he needs to do more work. He's 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 he has talent. You know, he needs to do more work. But yeah, man. But yeah, man. I, a lot of a lot of other films escape me at the moment.
1: Yeah. But you love cancer. And then I cannot wait for Resident Evil 2 this Friday. Yo. I'ma twitch stream it. Hopefully on Friday.
0: Man, like I'ma to I'm am gonna have to wait an extra Because, you know, gotta you payday know, payday. You know some bills, but w- but once I get it, it's on and popping. And like that game looks looks bloody, gory, impressive.
1: Did you pre-order it
0: now. Nah, I'll, I'll get it. It'll be on store shelves, ample copies. I'll just walk into Best Buy and pick one up.
1: All right. They this never. Is pre- this is pretty high high anticipated. Right. I mean, uh, I'm sure you got a good. I'm sure you got a good shot, but I'm just. No, there's nothing wrong with having your free your guaranteed copy there. I'm sure, but you know, I'll walk in a week
0: later. They'll have mad copies. I'll pick one up and you know enjoy it. Right. I'm looking forward to the experience. All those zombies and the viscera and the meat. Woo! Man, that that sounds like a party.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I you know what? It wouldn't even. I probably will have beers on deck. Yeah, man. Just for a game.
0: Hey, if, if any game, that's that's it. And hopefully, you won't rage quit this one. <laughs>
1: No, two is my favorite one. Two is the only, honestly. Two, two is the only one that I've actually like beat. Really?
0: Over and over. Okay, so you've beaten part four, right? No. Man, have you played part four?
1: Mm-mm. Really? You... I watched. I watched people Twitch stream it, but not. I.
0: Oh man, you should. You really should play part four. Oh,
1: no, I need to get that demo. I need to get the demo of this one really quick, just so I can at least get a hang of it, so I won't die a couple of times in the beginning <laughs> during the Twitch stream. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I'm like, play part four if you have a chance. And part five is good. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah they're saying four was the best one, right?
0: Absolutely. Well, you, I, you know, it's a good question. Like, before seven came out, I would say four is absolutely hands down the best one.
1: Okay, yeah, top three Resident Evils.
0: Mm, I would say, you
1: know, you don't really thinking about it,
0: I'm going to still say four is my favorite one, followed by seven, and then two.
1: That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah,
0: and and uh, hey, and if there's any game in the series that needed a remake, part two was it. Oh my god, was so good, good. good. yeah, I can't
1: wait. Wait, I did, I think they did show show what William looks like.
0: Yeah, William Birkin.
1: Yeah, from the Atten. Yeah, man,
0: it's it's gonna be major. But
1: and that's it for me. That's it. Yeah, Punishes a, Punishes a, it has a good has a pretty decent start already, but so I mean I can't really go into the premise of it already, but yeah, Jigsaw he's turning into a sadistic motherfucker. Like you can tell, yeah. like where I'm at, like he you can tell like he's just dealing with all the tra- you know the trauma that he suffered oh. by getting his ass beat by Frank Castle in the be in the at the end of last season. Oh
0: yeah, that's and, right.
1: Uh, Medina too Medina too as well Like she visited him He's like yo You're an asshole He visited him in his hospital <laughs> bed Like you're an asshole You mm. deserve everything you got mm. Fuck you <laughs> Whoa Don't break it your head right now Of course I'm throwing Adding my little twist and Of exaggerating <laughs> it But That's what she wants to say She probably said a little bit of it But
0: mm-hmm. Yeah Who can blame her
1: Yeah, <laughs> Shout him You you Yeah Let me shoot you in the head And see how you feel about it
0: True if I live to tell the tale, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man, that's what's up. But yeah, so uh, nothing else on your plate?
1: Nah, it's been pretty, it's been pretty light this weekend. All right, all right,
0: so yeah, we'll uh, get into the Oscar nominations, uh, which were announced yesterday. Have some thoughts on that, and before I get into that proper, another shout out real quick to Studio Headphones,
1: Su-su-studio. okay, yeah, that's how the, that's how you know, that's how they got their name, right. Oh really? Yeah, the story what the story was that um the creator of studio ran into Phil Collins mm-hmm. at a store and he was looking for headphones himself. Yeah. And they were both complaining about like the quality and stuff, the quality of the headphones. So he was inspired by that moment mm-hmm. to create studio headphones and his name after the uh Phil Collins song. Oh wow. How about that?
0: Oh, you learn something new every day. <laughs> But yes, uh Studio Region headphones, wireless, uh Bluetooth capable, 10, well, 24 hour battery life and studio quality okay. sound. If you want to pair, uh you can order yours on the website studio.com. Yep, studio.com enter codex podcast to get 15% off of your order and mm. as always, free shipping in the USA.
1: Think I'll try to catch that again. <laughs> We'll let you say it, Kyle, next time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But we got to give Brian one.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and and these headphones are so good. So, the quality is so good that, Carl, I may ask if you can take your mics, take the uh, mic stand off your notebook. I was noticing it's picking up a little, little, is bit, it? Of a, oh, a little bit of the vibrations off the notebook, but that's Not all right. But uh, yes, uh, getting into the our thoughts on the 91st uh, Annual Academy Award nominations.
1: Damn, 91st. Who's going to be hosting?
0: Uh, there's going to be no host this year. Uh, yeah, originally Kevin Hart was going to host, but uh, because uh, some old tweets of his, which had homophobic jokes from way back, like almost 10 years ago, resurfaced, uh, there was a public outcry, mostly on Twitter and social media. Kevin Hart decided to bow out. Um, he made an appearance on Ellen DeGeneres who said that, man, Hey, I, I'd be, I'd be cool if you, if you hosted it. So you should host it. But Kevin Hart was like, nah, I'm just, I don't want to be distracted. You're already,
1: you're already like turned off to the ideas.
0: So. Yeah. And in fact, the Academy actually a- approached a uh, uh, past hosts if they were interested, like Seth MacFarlane, Chris Rock, Jimmy Kimmel, Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, and, and all of them turned it down. They said that, yeah, they're like, now we're not interested in hosting it again. So isn't
1: that a huge payout though?
0: Um, it's sort of like a thankless job because for some reason, the the host of the Oscars gets a lot of flack and a lot of criticism. Like, oh, the host ain't that funny. Oh, the host is really, you know, dragging the show along, blah, blah, blah. Like, I know, I remember Seth MacFarlane said that he had a stressful time hosting. Really? Yeah. And he's like, like, that's something, that's he said that that's, that's not something he'd want to go, he would endure again. I'm like, Man, I can't blame you there. <laughs>
1: um. How are they going to do that?
0: Yeah. Like, uh. I don't know. Like, I don't know who would who would be a good host for the for the Oscars. You so. gonna
1: live tweet it again? Nah,
0: nah. I'm not gonna live tweet it. Nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good with. I'm good with, the, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. But I'll I'll, I'll I'll talk about my thoughts on uh the next on the next episode after the Oscars on February 24th. But yeah, um, we got uh, but this year, uh, we've got uh eight nominations for Best Picture. And the nominees are the first ever superhero film to be nominated for this top prize, Black Panther. Suck
1: it, John upon it. I didn't let that out. I'm sorry. I knew you did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Black Panther became the first superhero film to earn the nomination for Best Picture. And uh, that was for The Dark Knight, which should have gotten the nomination 11 years ago, but didn't. Uh, But yeah, good on Black Panther. The other nomination, other nominee includes Black Klansmen. Oh, oh!
1: God, that timing could not have been perfect.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, John John Haponik left a comment. He says, "But will Marvel honestly win and join Oscar winner Suicide Squad? What amazing costumes! Perhaps the most memorable costumes ever." <laughs> uh well, I mean, John does have a point there. Suicide Squad is an Academy Award winner, best makeup and hairstyling, but 2016 was a weak year for that category.
1: I have something. I have something in my. Oh my god! Don't let Black Panther win. I have something in mind for you.
0: Oh man, if Black Panther wins, whew, man, can't tell you nothing. Nope. <laughs> nope. But yes, uh, Black Panther is one nominee for Best Picture. The other one includes Black Klansman by Spike Lee, Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: Really? I still got to see that. Yeah.
0: Uh, despite the controversy, uh, it's got the Best Picture now. There's a controversy? Yeah, mostly because of Brian Singer. He was fired in the middle of uh, mid-production because of like the sexual assault allegations. against. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got, it's got a nomination. Also, The Favorite uh period period drama yogurt slanthemos film very good love it uh you know, this other nominee green book directed by peter Farrelly. um green book it's a it's a controversial film for many reasons one it's it's it stars Viggo Mortensen and uh, Mahershala Ali and Oh yeah, yeah yeah that one yeah mm-hmm. yeah I'm not feeling that did you see it I didn't see it but I, I saw the trailer and i i read up on like uh, the controversy surrounding the film, and it's like, oh man, they they really should have contacted Mur- the family of Mahershala Ali's character, but they focused it all entirely on the on the white driver's character, mm. yeah, and his and the and that and that character's son wrote the screenplay, so it's entirely it's, well, not entirely, but it's mostly from the white driver's point of view, and it, and the movie made it sound like they were best friends, but they really weren't in real life. Oh, really? Yeah, like, according to the family of a, uh, Dr. Don Shirley, who was Mahershala Ali's character in the film, th- his family said that that whole movie was a symphony of lies, saying that, like, in real life, Don, Don Shirley employed this guy, this white dude, as his driver, and that was it. They had no rapport, no no friendship, nothing. It was just, hey... You drive me to drive me from A to Z, and uh, I'll let you go at the end.
1: Yeah, that sucks. You know what? The yeah. movie probably was actually good too.
0: Might be, but it's a, a th-
1: mis—you know—a miscontroversy.
0: Well, like from like, I get the vibe that it's like it's one of those movies about race and racism that's that's designed to make white people feel good about about it. It makes it sound like white like racism was in the past. Like, oh well, well, we're not like those racist white people over there, and it's like, well, no, racism is not that simple, okay? I heard a
1: hint of Vince McMahon in your voice right there <laughs> Man, when you said that. Like, <laughs> what yeah. you did, I thought, what you did the, those. Oh, I was like, wait, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mean it for that. No, I understand, but it was just like, wow, kind of like I just kind of heard it.
0: Yeah, but yeah, um, but yeah, that's that. Uh, also, Roma. Was nominated
1: the uh, Netflix one that you you Jonesed about? Yes, of, yeah, just a few short weeks ago, right?
0: Uh, it was uh, well, it was uh, it it, de- it debuted on Netflix uh, a month ago, December fourteenth. That's an excellent film.
1: Yeah, I remember? Yeah.
0: Yep, and the last two nominees for Best Picture: A Star Is Born, which I absolutely adore, and Vice, uh, the uh, biopic on Dick Cheney, starring Christian. Oh Day. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah, um, what do you, so these uh best picture nominees uh, out of all of them, how many have you seen, Carl? Let
1: me read that list real quick. Yeah, I cool. have seen Black Panther, and that's it. Damn, <laughs> not even Black <laughs> Klansman. <laughs> no, and I wanted to. I wanted to because I remember when Bad Lab was on the show. Shout out to him. We um we was talking about that. Mm-hmm and we was very we were very interested. And I remember like um Brian Lopes from the UWO, he was Jones about that as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Black Klansman is an excellent film, man. I like
1: step, I need to just step my Red Box game up. Yeah, Red Box
0: it and it's worth buying too. Like it's like Spike Lee's return to form
1: right there. Is it in your collection?
0: Not yet. But, you know, but it will it will be. It will be. Um I I do like this uh round of uh best picture nominees. Um I, I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody and I'm not going to bother with Green Book and Vice, I'll wait for the Blu-ray. But um I was surprised that if Beale Street Could Talk was not nominated at all for best picture.
1: But did it make the deadline?
0: Oh yeah, it certainly did. Like it it played in LA and New York. It had a limited release um it's my favorite film of 2018 and it's uh beale street could talk directed by barry jenkins who directed moonlight uh that's a that's a wonderful like a o- masterpiece a work of art i'm surprised it didn't even get nominated for best picture and i'm like really because like the the oscars can can nominate up to 10 films for best picture and they only nominated eight so yeah so that's pretty weird but um but i would say that that's a major snub for best picture and other snubs would be widows that didn't
1: get any nominations. You like that one?
0: Yeah, that was a dope film. Uh, First Man with Ryan Gosling.
1: You like that one
0: as well? Yep. Eighth Grade, another good film. Uh, Hereditary, the horror film uh, with Toni Collette. That was a really dope film. I love that movie. Mm. And First Reformed, I thought that was going to get a Best Picture nomination. That was with Ethan Hawke as a as a priest. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's those are my that's my take on a uh, on a uh, on the best picture noms um so, uh, s- several good noms uh I-, I think out of all of them i i would expect roma to actually take the top prize if not then maybe a star is born or and but if black panther takes it
1: t- i'm talking shit yeah <laughs> i'm talking shit hmm. uh
0: so yeah that's the best picture noms uh for best director. For the for his first ever nomination in his thirty plus year career, Spike Lee was nominated for Black Klansman.
1: I want him to get it.
0: I do too. Like this, would be, I, it's so well deserved. Yeah, it, this would definitely be the, like the overdue, like the Scorsese Oscar. But like, I think I would not. I would love it if Spike Lee got it. Like he doesn't really need it, but if he got it, then I, I'd be happy nonetheless. Um, other nominees include uh, Pavel Polakowski. For Cold War, which I've heard a lot of great things about, but it hasn't played in the U.S. yet. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite. Uh, Lovely costume drama, like I said. Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. And Dirty Mike himself, Adam McKay, for Vice.
1: (laughs) 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 The the Favorite. Was that the one... It was about it. It was about a it was about a, um, a fashion designer named like what was it Re- Reynolds
0: Reynolds Woodcock. Yeah. Oh no, that was Phantom Thread.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah.
0: The favorite. It's like um. It's about the like uh, Queen Anne, and it's in England.
1: Yeah, you did. Okay, you actually talked about that one like not too long ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really good film, actually. I like it. Uh, but. But yeah, like I would say, I think Alfonso Cuaron's gonna take this category because Roma has got universal praise, and I think he should. If not him, then definitely Spike Lee. Um, but I was really surprised that Bradley Cooper was not nominated not nominated for Best Director for A Star Is Born.
1: It's his first time directing, right? Yeah. You really think they was gonna give that? Oh, they have. They've, done they've it given first time directors.
0: Oh yeah, they've, they've done it before. Um, and Bradley Cooper, like man, like he directs as well as he performs like he's that dude is multi-talented. Get it, Rocket. Absolutely. Like, but I, I it's it kind of it's kind of like the like when Ben Affleck was snubbed for best director for Argo mm-hmm. even though Argo won best picture. So there's that. Um also Barry Jenkins for If Beale Street Could Talk, also snubbed. Uh, Damien Chazelle for First Man, but he he was snubbed but he did win for La La Land.
1: Damien Chazelle. Are you from Rhode Island.
0: Yep, he's from Providence. Awesome yep um steve mcqueen for widows um i i and also I, I this was an unlikely nomination but i knew ari aster for hereditary i knew he wasn't gonna get nominated for that but it would have been it would have been cool if he did and also um um no female uh directors nominated this year unfortunately although i will give a shout outs to chloe Zhao for the rider uh Deborah Granick for Leave No Trace with Ben Foster. And Marielle Heller for Can You Ever Forgive Me with um, Melissa McCarthy.
1: And this is Best Actress?
0: Yep. So uh so yeah, that's the best those are the best director noms, uh nomina- nominees. Uh also uh for Best Actor, we've got some interesting picks here. Best Actor, Christian Bale for Vice, uh Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born. Uh, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate. He plays Vincent Van Gogh. I haven't seen this film. The film hasn't come out in Rhode Island. So, okay. I'll see it if it comes out here. Also, an interesting nominee, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: Okay, I did hear something about that.
0: Yep. And Viggo Mortensen for Green Book.
1: Ooh, if I can choose one, I will. has Willem Dafoe gotten it before?
0: No, he hasn't been. He hasn't
1: been. Go bitten. for it. Go, Go
0: for it. You know, I'll I'll see. Willem Dafoe's a dark horse in this category because, like, I actually haven't heard of it at Eternity's Gate until like a week ago. And I'm like, oh, okay, he plays Vincent Van Gogh. Okay, no, no, didn't know about that. Um, I think Rami Malek has has a really good shot of getting it based on like the awards that Bohemian Rhapsody has already gotten, and I heard he's excellent as Freddie Mercury. And just from the trailers alone, you could tell. Oh
1: man, I remember somebody dressed up as Freddie Mercury at my birthday party this year. Like he nailed it.
0: Oh, I saw, I saw that. You guy. saw him? In- yeah, okay. yeah. He really did. Um, Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. I mean, I mean, he's a method actor. He put he put on mad forty pounds just to play the dude. Um, I
1: he's mean, he's a method actor. I remember he lost all he, he lost all that Batman weight for. I think it was the fighter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the fighter. He played a crackhead, crackhead boxer. We won supporting actor for that too. Oh, okay. um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Bradley Cooper for a Star is Born. He deserves the Best Actor prize because man, like the dude can sing, the dude can direct, and his character in it, man, takes him on a journey.
1: Best cameo, Dave Chappelle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chappelle. Yeah, I like this. I like this cameo. Um, I was surprised though that um, Ethan Hawke was not not nominated for Best Actor because he played uh, in First Reformed. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really good in that movie. It's like it's kind of like a like a dark, like kind of like a dark fable. It's like he plays a, a a priest who has like a crisis of faith and he like the He thinks that the world's about to end, and you know, and Cedric the Entertainer is in it.
1: It's a, it's a really good drama, actually. Uh, he's a king of comedy like once you mention him i just got to like laugh a little bit
0: yeah but like he plays he plays a serious uh a serious character and it's like yeah you know what? it's a good choice he did a good job um yeah uh also uh best actress nominees we've got uh yelitsa aparicio for roma
1: um uh Really? Isn't, isn't, isn't this her first role?
0: Yeah, her first ever role. Never acted before. She got a nomination. And she's the first uh, indigenous Mexican actress to be nominated for Best Actress. Okay. Uh, another nominee, Glenn Close for The Wife, which she actually won a Golden Globe for that. Um, Olivia Colman for The Favorite. Lady Gaga for a Star Is Born and Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me. Oh man, who the snubs? Uh snubs, I'm going to say uh Tony Collette for Hereditary. She definitely deserved a nomination cuz like her she her character was like on the verge of a nervous breakdown and I was like, "Damn, is she okay?" Like she should have gotten a nomination. Um I will say Elsie Fisher from 8th Grade uh cuz like man, just that, that, that was a really good performance also regina hall it was it was definitely a long shot one regina hall for support the girls uh playing a manager of a not hooters restaurant
1: a restaurant
0: yep a restaurant uh you would know
1: no that's what they're that's what they're actually called oh okay restaurants yeah. like that they're called restaurants ah okay yeah yeah
0: is it because of the chicken the chicken breast that they serve
1: don't get naive. it not <laughs> <It'll> be naive.
0: <laughs> and uh, Kiki Lane for if Beale Street could talk, although that would have been an unlikely nomination. As yeah, but
1: well. that was her first role as well, right?
0: Uh, no, but she's been around for like, like a couple of years.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Damn. If I have to pick one, I have to be uh, the girl from Roma. I was kind of hoping to hear Viola Davis's name somewhere because I. Oh. Why can't she get one? Well,
0: well, she did win Best Supporting Wait. Actress. Yeah, for fences, yeah. even even though her, even though she played a lead role in fences, but you know it was kind of like
1: Denzel's uh, name. Well, overshadowed.
0: No, it was like playing the game because like La La Land, because uh, Emma Stone from La La Land was like the front runner for best actress. Mm-hmm. So I guess the studio behind Fences was like, okay, for Viola Davis to get the best chance of winning an Oscar, let's put her in the supporting category, and she won it. Oh, okay. But uh, but yeah, out, out of all these, like, I would say I mean, all of them can can get the best actress Oscar. But um, I would love it if any one of them wins. But if I had to rank them, I would say Lady Gaga, Olivia Coleman, um, I will say Glenn Close. Even though I haven't seen The Wife, but Glenn Close is put is such a great actress. She's put a, such a great body of work for like the past thirty something years. She definitely deserves
1: one. I remember as Cruella De Vil- <laughs>
0: Cruella DeVille. She was even good in that. Yeah. Uh, Melissa McCarthy as a as an Oscar winner. Because she was really good in Can You Ever Forgive Me. Um, I know that would like that would like give John Haponic a heart attack because he can't stand Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> That's his least favorite actress. Really? Yeah.
1: She was funny in Bride in Bridesmaids.
0: She was. She was. I
1: enjoy I actually I thoroughly enjoyed Bridesmaids. I did too. That was funny as hell. <laughs> It
0: was it still holds up actually.
1: It does. Um, Yalitza Aparicio A- pa- <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> um Yalitza Aparicio um that
1: I would say I would say that's my pick.
0: I would say like if she wins, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad. I'd be like, "You know what? Why not?" Uh but yeah, for best supporting actor, uh the nominees are Mahershala Ali for Green Book. Uh, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, uh, Sam Elliott for Star is Born, uh, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. He plays George W. Bush.
1: G.W.? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> get on there, horse, and ride. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fool me, can't ever get fooled again.
1: Anyway. um, That's a tough one. Uh, Mahershala actually got it. Last, he got it for um, Moonlight, didn't he?
0: Yep, he did. And I will say, with the controversy behind Green Book, I don't think you should get it this time. I'm gonna go with Sam Elliott because Sam Elliott was was he was great in A Star Is
1: Born. Like he, I didn't see any
0: of those movies, but oh, A Star Is Born is, is it's it's a phenomenal movie. I I I, I love it. I, I will get the Steel Book when it comes out next month. Best Buy. If
1: I have to pick, yeah, supporting actor, oh, I gotta. I do like Sam Rockwell.
0: Yeah, and Sam Rockwell, he did win a uh, Best Supporting Actor for three billboards. So that kind of sn-
1: that kind of snubs him now. I want I want somebody who doesn't who hasn't got it. Um, yeah, you... probably say, yeah. I probably have to agree with you and go with Sam Elliott. Yeah, Sam. I'm like I don't I. I don't think Adam Driver will get it, but
0: yeah, Um, I mean, if Adam Driver gets, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad. But um, if Adam Driver won it, but like Sam Elliott, like he definitely, that's, I think this is his Oscar to lose, to be honest, because he was really good in it. Um, I will say a couple snubs or Brian Tyree Henry for if Beale Street could talk, because he's even though he's in the film for only ten minutes, but like man, his appearance was unforgettable. Like the monologue he delivers about being in prison, damn haunting and um this one i mean i wasn't surprised that he wasn't nominated but i know a lot of fans expected him or wanted him to be uh michael b jordan for black panther
1: Yeah, he would have been my pick.
0: yeah playing killmong like
1: he like his character just changed the way we looked at superhero movies because we rooted for the bad guy yeah we understood him
0: yeah we understood him yeah, no, in a
1: way we in a way we rooted for him. Yeah, to, to a small degree, I'd, I'd say so. We did. And I'm just like, and when we like, we felt him. Hmm. And then that quote, his last. I think it was his last quote in the movie. Yeah, bury me in the ocean.
0: Yeah, with my ancestors. Cause
1: yeah, because they knew that um, uh, death was better than bondage. Yeah. Oh, that I saw that on a T-shirt at Comic Con. I was like, why am I not buying this?
0: Yeah, cause that that was an unforgettable line right
1: there. Yeah, it was. Yeah,
0: and Michael and I will say Killmonger is like without with the exception of Thanos, like Killmonger's the best MCU villain. Yeah, yeah, and I and I wish that he was alive at the end, but you know, but then like it would kind of would have fallen to the trope of like, oh, I'll well, see MCU doesn't have the guts to kill off their villains. Look look at Loki and all this, and it's like, all right.
1: Yeah, in the comics, he actually gets resurrected like three, (laughs) four times. Oh, there you go. (laughs) So, I mean, it'll be staying true to the source material. So, you really can't get mad at him about that.
0: That's true. Yeah. Comics resurrect characters all the time, too. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the uh, best supporting actor uh, noms. Uh, Also, for uh, best supporting actress, uh, we got Amy Adams for Vice, uh, Marina de Tavira for Roma. Very surprised uh, she was nominated. Uh, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, my pick right there. Yeah, uh, mine too. Yeah, nice. uh, Emma Stone and Rachel Vice for the favorite. She
1: got one already. She don't need no more.
0: Yeah, uh, Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah, Emma Stone and Rachel Vice. They both got Oscars. And Regina King, she's been cleaning up in this award season. And yeah, this is hers to. This is hers to lose, to be honest. And yeah, and Regina Regina King, man, like she she's 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 one of those like work. Those like those like those workhorse actresses It's just like just he like she
1: doesn't really get her dude either.
0: yeah, she puts out good performance one after another. I heard she was really good in Southland, that TV show on TNT
1: or, I remember the TV show like, I remember seeing a commercial but I never watched it.
0: Yeah, me neither, but I heard that she was really good in that. um let's see, we got the screenplay uh nominees so for our best original screenplay, we got the favorite first reformed Green book, Roma and Vice. Um, Roma. Yeah, I must I must say Roma's gonna win this one. Uh a snub, which uh two snubs were eighth grade by Bo Burnham, and this one was unlikely to be nominated by the Oscars because it's so out there. Sorry to bother you by Boots Riley. He-
1: okay, now with sorry to bother you because I posted this I posted the clip when um these two black guys they had an argument. But they mm. were saying nothing but good things about each other.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that scene was I was rolling with that, that scene.
1: I hope your month is with great days and prosperous. That's just my I just hope you come up.
0: Oh like, yeah. Yeah, it was like the most passive aggressive complimentary argument. Yeah. yeah.
1: Everybody just stood there like waiting for them to fight and they're just like, huh? You know what? That's something that's on
0: worth trying in real life. Like if somebody tries to like start something, just like compliment them aggressively just like throw them off their game.
1: You get drinks. I will buy. It. No, I will buy. It. No, I'm buying. It's my dollar. <laughs> we'll buy one, two, three, four, five, five six. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. I I want to watch that movie again. It's actually on Hulu. Is it? Yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah, it's it's
0: a really good movie. It's it's just so creative. It's just so out there that like like and, and, and in fact, Boots Riley was on Twitter. He explained why it wasn't nominated. Cause he said that, like, simply put, like they they didn't campaign, they didn't put like any, they, they didn't buy any like for consideration advertisements in like the trades paper, trades like Variety and Hollywood Reporter and all this. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't do any campaigning, and in the Oscars eyes, like if you don't do any campaigning, it's like your movie doesn't really exist.
1: Well, so, that's some bullshit. But yeah,
0: so so I was like, but hey, he's like, you know, it's he's I say hey, he's totally fine with it though. Uh, For best adapted screenplay, we got The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, a Netflix movie by the Coen Brothers, Mm -hmm. Black Klansman, uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me?, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star is Born.
1: That's tough. It is. Yeah, That's tough. Uh, I was going to say, at least let Black Klansman get something, but if Beale Street can talk, uh, just a talk and A Star Is Born just those three alone like
0: yeah um i'm gonna say i'm gonna say because um uh Barry Jenkins did win uh, the adapted screenplay oscar for Moonlight yeah. he might not get this one this time around uh A Star Is Born definitely a well crafted film but because it is the f- the third remake or the fourth version of that story yeah. that might hold it back um I would say Black Klansman should win because it's very timely, and like, and also like it was written by four four writers, including Spike Lee. So that would be his first Oscar if he won in this category. If if he
1: doesn't win director, has he has any of his movies or anything he's done won any Oscar?
0: They've been nominated, but they've never won a single one. Like the the biggest snub of all, besides him, besides not being nominated for Do the Right Thing. Was Denzel Washington not winning for Malcolm X? Yeah, yeah, that was the biggest snub. Um, no, Denzel won for Glory. Yeah, he yeah. won for glory, glory, and then Training Day. Yeah, um, I will say that the biggest snub in the best adapted screenplay, and I'm surprised that this, this, this didn't get nominated nominated at all, was Black Panther by Ryan Coogler mm-hmm. and Joe Robert Cole. Like that screenplay should have gotten a nomination because of some of the lines, like yes. like the Killmonger's last monologue. Yeah. Um, the scene where like Killmonger, well, where, where um uh, Zuri, uh, Force Whit- Whitaker's character, explains to uh, to T'Challa the real the real story bet- behind Killmonger's father, why he yeah. stayed and why he died, like, oh, well, you know, we gotta help, we gotta help out our these are our fellow black brothers and sisters. They're being over-policed. They're being oppressed. We we have the technology to help them. And then then T'Chaka says, no, Poof, you're dead. And uh, that scene, that scene, those those lines, and like the themes, that should have gotten a nomination. I was really surprised it didn't get a knob for for writing, because like mm. Black Panther is like the best written
1: MCU film, in my opinion, at least. So, yeah. oh, and shout outs to Eddie Rodolph from the from the party nerds watching. Big Hi. shout outs to him. You see him? You know he's on the network.
0: Oh, uh, is he?
1: Yeah, he's in that show. Uh, it's literally like fifteen, ten, fifteen minutes. At Xavier Woods arcade cha- arcade challenge. Yeah. Yeah, and you can just see Eddie chilling with Xavier Woods and, like out of Barcade, similar to what we have up here. Wow.
0: Hmm. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, those are the screenplay knobs. Uh, moving right along. Uh, best animated feature film. Now, I'm going to run these down, okay? One at a time. Okay. And just say yay or nay for best animated feature film. Incredibles 2. Yay. Isle of Dogs. Nay. Mirai. Nay, Ralph breaks the internet. Nay, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yay!
1: Yeah, yeah. There's my pick. There's my biased pick right there.
0: Yeah, I'm like Spider Spider Verse man. That
1: it has to get it because it took a week just to get one second of that movie. Yeah, perfect with that animation style. Oh my God, I'm scripting. Okay. Asuka's gonna be on on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing a throwing my brick out of I'm throwing a brick at my work t- at my TV at work if they if that doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna do it. No, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, man. Like Spider Man into the Spider-Verse, it's a real work of art. And like, yo, the animation quality, the storytelling too, the characters. You was gonna do that ahead of
1: time. <laughs> you knew I was gonna say something. Yes. I, I I knew it. You like, premeditated that one.
0: <laughs> but yo, like if that wins, like I'd be so happy, like because that would be the most deserving uh, and, and one of the freshest picks for the animated feature category. Um, mm.
1: Spider Verse will will absolutely win animated film. I'm worried the committee will give. We'll give uh, Black Panther a bunch of a lesser awards and give someone else best picture like they did at the Golden Globes and watch Lady Gaga. Watch the Lady Gaga movie win. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: like I said, I wouldn't... Be- I, I, won't, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, like I wouldn't be mad if A Star Is Born won. I I, if mad. I
1: find that out, I'm, tweet- I'm hitting him up like you was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wouldn't surprise, be surprised.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Uh, skipping ahead um, to uh, Best Cinematography... Like the that's your,
1: that's your favorite. Huh? That it's your that's one of your favorite categories, ain't
0: it? It is because like the the look of a film, how a film is shot, man, it, it makes all the difference. Um, best cinematography. We've got Cold War, uh, which still hasn't played here. It's a black and white film. The favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, which I think is gonna win, should, and A Star Is Born.
1: Shit, I really think like it's gonna be like. A- not a clean sweep, but it's going to be a huge battle between Roma and A Star is Born.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm, I'm going to say Roma's going to win the best cinematography. It has to. Because like, if you look at it, if you watch it on Netflix, like, it's just like clean black and white visuals. just so gorgeous. Like,
1: The movie's in black and white?
0: Yeah.
1: I thought it was in color.
0: No, it's in black and white, but it looks pristine. Like, Man. Like, you can frame every single shot in that film if you wanted to. Um, I would say like like the snubs were if Beale Street Could Talk, because that's a gorgeous film too. I was just saying that. <laughs> yeah. Um Beale Street was definitely a snub because like the colors are so lush. James Laxton, great, great artist in that movie. And Widows, uh Sean Bobbitt's cinematography from Widows was was a hard snub, too. Was a real hard snub. Um but yeah, I'm gonna say Roma's gonna take this category. Uh for best original score. For the first time ever, an MCU film has a memorable score, memorable enough to get nominated for Black mm-hmm. Panther. And mm-hmm. eh, that's just one song that doesn't count.
1: I just like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I that, that just that one part alone, I just get amped. Yeah. I don't know what it does.
0: But yeah, best original score, Black Panther, by Ludwig Göransson. Uh, Black Klansman by Terrence Blanchard. Uh, if Beale Street Could Talk by Nicholas Britell, Isle of Dogs Alexander Desplot, Desplat, and Mary Poppins Returns by Mark Scheiman. Um I'm gonna say If Beale Street Could Talk is the most deserving in this category.
1: I gotta go. I'm biased. I gotta go with Black Panther. I I, I, I love the soundtrack. I actually did listen to the score too, like mm-hmm. bits and pieces of it. I love I love I love um, Luke Cage as well. I know it's a TV showing up. but yeah. Luke Cage had a good score as well.
0: It did. Yeah, and Killmonger's theme in uh, Black Panther—that's yeah. a
1: really dope,
0: really dope track—and that segues into Best Original Song. So we got the Best Original Song categories. We've got "All the Stars" from Black Panther by Kendrick Lamar and SZA. So they're both Oscar nominees. Um, "I'll Fight" from from the documentary RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, "The Place Where a Lost Things Go" from Mary Poppins Returns. Shallow from A Star is Born, and When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings from The Ballad of Buster Scruggs.
1: I already know your pick.
0: Uh, Shallow, from A Star is Born.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Yeah, that's the song that you cried in, right? Yes. Like, oh, man. And, and, and you know, it's, it's funny, because
0: every time I listen to that song, I gotta fight back tears. I don't know why. There's something about this song, the the raw emotion, the scene where Lady Gaga is her character is on the cusp of realizing her dreams and she's singing that song that she wrote in front of this crowd and oh uh, man it gets me every single time shallow is going to win best original song all the stars is dope and the kent and the black panther soundtrack by Kendrick Love. Lamar
1: i still listen to it today
0: soundtrack of the year soundtrack of 2018 in my view um if not shallow then i'll say all the stars but Shallow has to win this. Has to win this Oscar. It just has to. Um, for best uh, costume design, okay, best costume design, we've got the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, uh, Black Panther, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots. Um, Black Panther's got to win this one. Ruth, Ruth E. Carter. She's been in the game for like over thirty years. I think she's been. A lot, she's done a lot of Spike Lee's. Uh, uh, films in, in costume costume and wardrobe like like just like the costumes are just so gorgeous in Black Panther from Black Panther's armor to the Dora Milaje to to Nakia's um, green uh green outfit that she has on the green and black that she has on oh in the
1: party yeah at the um party when they tracked down Claw yep you ever know something something funny about that oh uh, what uh was it Okoye wore red yeah T'Challa wore black. Mm-hmm. The Kia wore green. Ah,
0: okay. The... the uh-huh. uh I see what you did there. uh
1: uh-huh.
0: uh yeah, Ryan Cool yeah, Ryan Kugler, Ruthie Carter, y'all, y'all, y'all are creative geniuses for this one.
1: Marty says if Black Panther doesn't win, I'm going to break Carl's work TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will say, like, for best costume design, it's gotta win for that one. But hands down, no contest.
1: And John Aponte wants to frame your quotes, Victor.
0: Oh, good.
1: I he would sh- love to see just a too bad, like he lives in Texas. I would love to at least see or at least hear. A John Aponic Victor's and Victor, Victor's Corner. That would be interesting.
0: That, w- that would be interesting, you know? I- I'd be down for that. Um, and uh, last but not least, uh, I know we've skipped a few major categories, but you can watch them, you can see them all online. For best visual effects, we've got Avengers Infinity War, mm. Christopher Robin, mm-hmm. First Man, Ready Player One. And Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's on Netflix. I still haven't watched it. Oh yeah. Uh. Ooh. I enjoy the visual effects in Avengers and Ready Player One.
0: Mhm.
1: Oh, that's a. Ooh.
0: The Oscar can only go to one.
1: I know. I know. You you actually enjoy seeing me like teeter with this one. I am. Pro- uh, probably would take it to Avengers. Yeah. By slightly much. Like... Like, the, you know... Yeah. Yeah. By slightly much. Slight margin? Slight margin. Like, like I, I'm going to say... I'm going to say
0: Ready Player One, while it did have impressive visual effects, it was a lot of noise. A lot of visual noise. But Avengers Infinity War, it has to get the Oscar for Best Visual Effects because Thanos... The snap. I mean, Josh Brolin brought so much to that character, and uh, Thanos is, with the exception of Killmonger, like the second best, or maybe arguably the, or, or arguably the best MCU villain there is. And uh, like I said, Brolin, Josh Brolin, brought so much to that character. Like, 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 like he just brought a lot of depth and a lot of uh, a lot of complexity, a bit of complexity that you didn't expect from Thanos, and. Man, that's an example of like I'll, I'll put that as one of the best CG performances next to like Andy Serkis as Gollum or Caesar, you know, from Lord of the Rings and Planet, Planet of the Apes, Apes respectively. So yeah,
1: I want, I I was ready to vote for Caesar. Yeah, I was ready to vote for <laughs> Caesar. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Somebody put a po- Somebody made a meme of him with a suit on. I'm like, that's my guy. Yeah, like you got it. <laughs> yeah, man. So
0: yeah, I must say Avengers Infinity War for best visual effects, absolutely. I would have loved to see Aquaman get nominated, but, you know, I guess I guess because it came like later in the year, or so. Yeah, it just missed the deadline. No, like I think the deadline's like Oct- October like December 30th or 31st. Oh, that's late. Yeah, so it came like around like the 15th, I know, like a week before Christmas. I mean, Aquaman should have gotten a nomination for this category because of the drum playing octopus. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: I gotta see this drum playing octopus for myself. Yeah, it's only like for like three, like five seconds at best. Five but seconds to be just as yeah. That's plenty of time.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, those are our, our, those are the our rundown for the ninety uh, first uh, uh, Oscar nominee, Oscar nominations. Uh, like I said, the Oscars are are, are going to come out uh, February twenty fourth. So, what are your picks for these categories? Let us know in the comments or at CodeXpertPodcast at gmail.com.
1: What do you want to get to first, Uh, question Um, of the week,
0: our email? uh, Let me get to the email before we get to the question of the week. So we had an email from our dear friend of the show and resident supervillain, John Haponic, whose subject line reads, $1 billion. So, fellas, Aquaman reigns. DC is back and better than ever. Surely you must agree the brilliance of the brotastic fraternity-worthy form of entertainment. You're not gonna see an octopus playing the drums in any <laughs> boring Marvel film. Any film that can make Aquaman and Black Panther Black Manta rather is worthy of Victor Steelbook collection. You know what? I agree there. Uh, for what's ahead, every trailer I see for Captain Marvel makes the movie look worse and worse. Shazam will be the better Captain Marvel. Needless to say, I am not at all excited for the new Spider-Man movie. Spoilers, Spider-Man lives on after Avengers 4. Big deal. That's the biggest issue with shared universes. After a week or even the premiere, people talk sequels because the original isn't enough. After Endgame, Marvel must relegate and or self-contain its films. Avengers 5 should be Galactus or the Masters of Evil without another 10-year buildup. I agree there. I read there's a chance of DC might do just a self-contained Batman universe, but that might be too good to be true. The greatest supervillain codex will ever know, John Hipponic.
1: He's got some good points. <laughs> I don't think... I think, well... It all depends on if this Sony... If this... uh merger go this fox merger goes through Hopefully, oh, I mean I've been hearing about March.
0: March? Yeah.
1: So if Galact, if they bring in Galactus, I'm screaming. Yeah. But as far I think the next one's gonna be the secret evasion now that you know they show Captain Marvel's um you know uh relationship with the Skrulls. Yeah. But as far as your opinion, John <laughs> still gonna blow them. Just, they are still gonna be better, and then you're still gonna be that one DC guy going, "Yeah, DC, you're gonna be. You're pretty much like the last living walking dead fan." Oh. I
0: said it. Oh, that's that's a burn right there, son. Ah, uh, oh, don't don't hurt him. Don't hurt him like that. It's too late. I mean, I mean, let's let's give John Haponic credit. He has two good movies he can he can hang his hat on. Two.
1: Had to give him the Kenny Omega clap. <laughs> <laughs> oh man!
0: But yeah, thank you for your email. Bro. No, I appreciate it, man.
1: John's a great dude. Man. He is. He is. All right, but we do have question of the week. Um, last week's question of the week was: What do you think will be the biggest flop of twenty nineteen? Mm. So on our Facebook, Stephen Ho says, any movie with an all female remake just for the sake of being quote unquote progressive. Hmm. Hashtag Ghostbusters.
0: Well, Ghostbusters was terrible, not because it had an all female cast. Like I said, it had a good cast, but they were wasted by a nonsense script.
1: Okay, because now, did you see the trailer for the new one?
0: Uh, I know there's there's a new Ghostbusters movie. Com- there's a trailer for the new Ghostbusters Teaser trailer. A teaser trailer? Oh, I haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, and then Leslie Jones is a little upset. She was like, so we don't matter?
0: Oh, yeah, I've seen that on Twitter. It's like, it ain't like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm sure you guys worked hard on it, but just... Yeah. Couldn't quite live up to the expectations of Bobby Brown's Iron On Room. Babe, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bobby Brown's I Room. I love that damn song. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> so on uh, Instagram, John Aponic says, Captain Marvel, because it looks terrible. Though I suspect Battle Angel Alita could end up being a massive financial failure. I have a feeling of that, too. And it looks it looks cool. It does look
0: cool. It might be a cult, cult classic.
1: Yeah, like a Boondock Saints type of deal. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Ooh, I haven't even thought of... Oh yeah, Dark Phoenix. Yeah, Imani says the upcoming X-Men movie, Dark Phoenix is going to be... I'm already hearing that shit's embarrassing. Yeah. That's going to spit on the face of when I watched that Phoenix saga around the corner at Rocko-Go's when they were on Chalkstone Avenue.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's it's, it's it's At this point, it sounds like Dark Phoenix is like, okay, how that's... bad is this botch going to be? you know, at this point. And mind you, New Mutants hasn't come out yet. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no,
0: it's it's going to be awful. Man. I want to be optimistic, but after Apocalypse...
1: No, uh, I don't... Yeah, I mean, Ivan Ooze? I wasn't sold on Ivan Ooze being in the X-Men. Yeah. Oh, man. Let me see. I got to think of a nice little question of the week. Had one earlier and then forgot it.
0: Mm. Uh, oh, Amani says, how about them Patriots? What about them? Oh, don't, don't
1: get them started.
0: Let me tell you something real quick. The Patriots, <laughs> you know what? Just like last year, the Patriots, yeah, they made the Super Bowl. How many, how many footballs did your team deflate this time to get to the championship again? Let me tell you something right now. The St. Louis Rams, right? That's, that's their opponents?
1: Yes. No, LA Rams, no.
0: The Los Angeles Rams, it's their championship. It's their championship. Vince Lombardi trophy. I, the, the, the New England Patriots will not get their sixth Vince Lombardi trophy. They will not tie the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know why? Because the Patriots do not deserve that distinction. And all y'all stank-ass Patriots fans with your, with your coffee-stained Dunkin' Donuts smelling Brady jerseys, nah, son, nah. I cancel you all. I cancel Patriots Nation. Dan snap right there.
1: Read John upon next, uh last comment, real quick.
0: Oh, uh, John says, being the last DC fan, I guess that makes Carl the last Cowboys fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Over $4.2 billion? Once again, John. Well, well, uh, the most I still. valuable for sports franchise in the world.
0: I still don't understand how that's the case, but.
1: We have a loyal. Fan base. Mm-mm.
0: Too loyal.
1: But uh you got um anyway, damn it. Young.
0: Know, Thank you, Eddie Rodog. He agrees with me. Screw the Patriots. I hope those ratings tank for the Super Bowl. I agree. That's right. That's he's
1: right. Yeah, Eddie's an Eagles fan. Okay. Cool. Yeah, right, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much all the party nerds are <laughs> except for Grandmaster Facts. I think he's a Giants fan. Oh, okay. But uh mmm. Nice question of the week. Hmm. I usually have these written down too. Uh
0: maybe could I maybe I have a I have a suggestion. Go ahead. Uh since, we're, since we since you talked about the Oscars, um which superhero film deserve do you think deserved a nomination for Best Picture? So since Black Panther is the first superhero film to get nominated for Best Picture, what superhero film do you think deserved a Best Picture nom?
1: Movies for like even ones from the past? Yeah, ones from the past. Batman Returns. Really? <laughs> I loved that movie as a kid. Hmm. Someone uh, put me, I mean that movie put me on to Rick James. Really? Rick James? You didn't know you didn't Oh yeah, he had a song? They, play, time, so, they played super the band was playing Super Freak. Oh yeah, why did they forget that? Huh. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. I would probably say no. The Dark Knight did win one, right?
0: Oh, the Dark Knight was not nominated.
1: It was not nominated. No, but Heath Ledger got one for his role as a Joker, right? Yep,
0: he got nominated. He well, he won posthumously for Best Supporting Actor. Mm. Um, I would say if like uh, a superhero film to be nominated, what superhero film deserved to be nominated for Best Picture? Well, besides The Dark Knight, which should have gotten it, I don't know why it didn't. Um, I would say Logan.
1: Eddie Rodog says that Batman eight, 1989, Dark Knight and Logan. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh. I would probably say, probably say the first Avengers. You know what? I yeah. First of its kind to be to have like an ensemble cast.
0: Yeah, yeah. On, on that on that grand scale too. Yeah. You know, I w- I would agree with you there. Avengers had, as a best picture nominee, I wouldn't have minded it. I would have been like, you know what?
1: Well deserved. No, you know That's it. That's our question of the week. Yeah.
0: There you go. You're welcome. Appreciate it. <laughs> so it's yeah. a lot of work yeah. to come up with these I understand. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. Uh, but, yeah, you'll post the uh, question of the week on the uh, social media platforms.
1: Yeah. And within a day or two. So you can also find us now watching us on YouTube Live. And we thank you all for watching in. Yep. If you miss it, it will be on YouTube. Yep. You can also listen to us uh, on iTunes. Just leave us a five star review. Yep. You can listen to listen to us on Google Play and yep. now Google Podcasts. Yep. Um, SoundCloud as well. I probably mentioned SoundCloud already. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yep. Yeah,
0: that's pretty much it. We're. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty much everywhere. Damn it, Google us. <laughs> yes, Google us. You'll find Codex Prime. You'll lead us to the YouTube channel and all that. So you'll find us everywhere, pretty much. Um and what about them headphones? Well, there's two two uh sponsorship plugs per episode. We use our allotment, so yeah. It's still problem. Yeah, uh, Studio Region Headphones, fifteen percent off uh Codex Pro- Codex Podcast on your order, free shipping in the USA
1: Yeah. Hey yeah.
0: Yeah <laughs> So yes, uh, so yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for uh, listening. And uh, be sure to tune in next week uh, on uh, YouTube Live on our on our YouTube channel. We're gonna be we're gonna have the UWO in the house.
1: A lot of testosterone. A lot of shit talking.
0: Yes, it's gonna be all wrestling, everything
1: and shovels.
0: Yep, so many shovels. Triple H will be proud. Um, talking about NXT Takeover Phoenix, the Royal Rumble. Um and um well I will I will say that um
1: don't don't end on a bad note.
0: No, hold on. I will say that uh as co-host um and as the v- lone voice of reason for next week's episode, the, the thirst will be kept to a minimum. I will make sure of that.
1: Oh we go beat the, we, go, we go Thirst
0: For shame. You for be sh- all right stop being thirsty, change it, fickle. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> And on that note, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. (laughs)
1: Later.